Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Joseph Labuck from my favorite prayer, Sacred Heart of Jesus in Wadsworth. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you again as we continue our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe as Catholics. And today we're going to talk about uh, the Third Commandment. Before we begin, though, let's make the point that the commandments are as relevant today as they've ever been. Isn't that true? Absolutely. And and I know even though that they were in the Old Testament, primarily in the book of Exodus, God has meant for us today in the 21st century to still follow his commandments and his law of love. God's word is for all times and all places and all people. It's as living as it ever was, and we need it. We need to listen. So the third commandment is to remember to keep holy the Lord's day. In question 362 in the uh, UCAT asks, why do Jews celebrate the Sabbath? Well, the Sabbath, of course, the word itself, Sabbath, means rest, to rest. And it's taken, of course, from the book of Genesis. God rested on the seventh day. Not that God, of course, needed any rest from what he was doing, but we do. It's an example to us that we need that day to kind of rejuvenate ourselves, to refresh ourselves, to kind of get mainly our priorities right, because we can get wrapped up in our work. And we forget about the God who is always with us and loves us, and he can get lost in the shuffle. So we need that day, just like they did, to rest from their work, to focus on God and and refreshing themselves by worshiping him. Okay. Uh, So question 363 asks, how does Jesus deal with the Sabbath? Well, we know Jesus observed the Sabbath. He was a good Jew, but he did so very liberally. He didn't get tied down with all the rules and regulations that the, uh, the scribes and the Pharisees and those people placed on the Sabbath. He was criticized simply for his disciples walking through grain, uh, a field of grain, and just picking grains off the, off the things. And he was criticized. They were doing work, they told him. So it was very kind of crazy, you know, and very scrupulous. But Jesus said, again, when, he, when that happened, he said, man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. So that we can honor the Sabbath, but let's not get, uh, the Sabbath didn't come first. Man came first. And isn't it true at that time that the Jews had like hundreds of laws oh. that they had created over the years Absolutely. that hundreds, made it hundreds i mean it was like yes. washing their hands for example all was of the, elaborate all the dishes and the kettles and the jugs and everything else you know so they uh had from what i i've read about six over 600 rules and regulations commandments they called them because when jesus was asked which is the greatest he had all those to pick from Mm -hmm. And he said, the greatest is to love God. Okay. 
So 364 asks, why do Christians replace the Sabbath with Sunday? Well, Sunday is, of course, the day that Jesus rose from the dead. It was the first day of the week, as the scriptures tell us. And so that is the day that we take to worship to worship God, to celebrate the Eucharist, which is a representing of the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's also as the first day of creation when God created the world and created light. And that light continues to guide us. So it's a there's a twofold reason, but the main reason is because this is the day Jesus rose from the dead. Every Sunday is a little Easter. Okay. So it's scriptural for what we do as uh, Catholic Christians to celebrate on Sunday. Right. So that brings uh, begs the question, uh, I know myself and a lot of folks sometimes who have to work on Sunday or whatever, sometimes you can go to Mass on Saturday night. Right, Saturday night. So why night. would that be uh, as effective or have the uh, obligation for Sunday fulfilled by going well, sa- again, Saturday it goes night? Back, it goes back to the Old Testament because the Sabbath began on Friday evening at sundown. And so they started their worship then with their meal, with the Sabbath meal and their prayers and everything else. So uh, shortly after Vatican II, the church allowed that mainly for the reason of people who had to work. That was the main reason. Unfortunately, today it's become very uh, uh, a massive convenience. Some people go get it over with so they can do other things on Sunday, which isn't the ideal situation, isn't what it was really intended for. It was really a concession for people because of their jobs and other very important responsibilities could not be there. Mm-hmm. So uh, we should, you know, I, I've talked to people, people liked, many people like to go to Mass on Sunday. So they, they, they stick with that. Mm-hmm. I know in my uh, situation, my wife usually goes on Saturday night because... Her job of 20 years requires her to work early Sunday morning until the afternoon, so yes. she wouldn't be able to go to morning right. uh, Sunday morning Mass. And For me, I still love going on Sunday morning. I, yeah. I, I enjoy that the most. Right. All right. Um, question 365 of the UCAT asks, how do Christians make Sunday the Lord's Day? Well, primarily by worshiping and going to Mass. That's make you couldn't do anything to make a day holier than by worshiping at Mass, listening to God's Word, and being fed and nourished by the body and blood of Jesus Christ. That community, community not just with the Lord, but with other people. Our family of faith that's gathered to worship and pray together, to be nourished and fed by the Word and the sacrament. So that's primarily the thing that we do to make that day holy. But we can also do that by our activities, you know, not doing things that we could do any other day of the week, not saving the the laundry or the yard work and things like that, but having it a day that we really try to focus on our families on family time. I remember, you know, as a kid growing up, you know, after Mass every Sunday morning, we went to my mother's parents' house and visited with them. And then we went home, had dinner, and then in the afternoon, many times, we would come to Canton and visit my father's parents 
or some aunts and uncles. But it was always for us a, a family day that we didn't do any of those other things. We we took it just to, to be with each other. And that's very important, too, as we recreation, the word itself, to recreate ourselves, to renew ourselves. Mm-hmm. As you were mentioning that, I thought back to my childhood, and uh, I had five younger brothers and sisters, and we uh, went to Mass together as a family, and then my mom would always cook a big meal for all of right. us, and it was the one time during the week that we actually were all together you know, sharing a meal together. So again, that made Sunday different from any of the other days, right. going to Mass together as a family and then having a great meal. I remember her beef roasts and pot roasts. And uh, also her pasta and meatballs were awesome. Yeah. I, I, I miss those those days. But, uh, again, it made Sunday different because we focused, first of all, going and worshiping God, and then we were together as a family sharing a meal. Right. And it's a very serious obligation to, to worship God. This is something that the church does not take lightly because it is going to Mass, as I say many times, is the most important thing we do in our lives. There is nothing more important. And yet it's so sad because so many Catholics don't bother anymore. They think they don't need to go to Mass. They can pray at home. They're too busy. It's their only day off. A hundred different excuses. But this is the most important thing we do because there is nothing we can do in this life to be closer to God than when we receive our Lord in the Eucharist. There's nothing nothing we can do in this life. It is a preview. It is a looking through the window into heaven. Mm -hmm. This is a foretaste, a promise of all the of of that whole union with God that we experience only momentarily in in our worship of God that will be totally and complete when we enter into the kingdom of God. And so we need that intimacy with God. We can't do all these things by ourselves. Not on our own, so we need him much more than we think we do, and it helps us much more than we think we do than than we think it does. So many times you hear people, I don't get anything out of mass. It's just the same old thing all the time. Well, it is the same thing. It is the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the event in the history of the universe. There's nothing greater that ever happened, and nothing greater will ever happen again. That when God became man, suffered, died, rose from the dead. Our salvation hinges on that. It's essential to our salvation. And we need to be a part of it. Because we're not just going to watch something happen that happened a long time ago, remembering something from 2,000 years ago. We are hap it's happening right there and then. We are part of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Part of the resurrection of of our Lord from the dead. So there is no reason not to be there. I tell the kids in school, the only reason we miss mass is if we're sick. That's the one I try to plant that into their heads, you know, mm -hmm. that this is, it's really serious when we miss mass. It's not just for ball games and picnics and parties. And I got other things to do sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. One other thing that you've said, besides the fact that the most important thing that we do is go to Mass to worship God. And you've said that whether we know it or not, every one of our hearts long for union with God. And, of course, that's one of the reasons why it's so important that we go to right. Mass, because what we do when you as a priest 
represent Christ's once and for all sacrifice, that we actually can unite ourselves with Christ's once and for all sacrifice as we offer that up to our Heavenly Father. Right. Yeah. It's so important. And it, like you said, it just does so much for us. And this is, you know, it should be reflected in the culture as it used to be. When I was a kid, there were no stores open on Sunday, no shopping, nothing like that. The only store that was open was Lawson's. If you needed bread or milk or lunch meat for Monday uh, school lunches. Or the French onion dip. Or the <laughs> <laughs> but there were no stores open like there are today. And the people right. didn't do that kind of stuff on Sunday. And the state had laws against that, which reflected then the importance of this in our lives. And that's part of the state's responsibility. But we don't see that anymore. And that's why that has, I think that has a lot to do with why people don't go to mass like they used to because of all these other things that are put out there in front of them. Well, don't you think, too, Father, that by not putting God first in their lives, that's one of the reasons they don't get anything out of Mass. Right. Because if God was first, I know I've strived to make God the center of my life. I like to go to Mass not only on Sundays, but every day because I believe that that's the most pleasing thing I can do to God, but also for myself and my family, the graces that are available. So getting it and putting God first is a part of getting something out of Mass right. and, and recognizing the importance. You always, you can't, you have to be able to give. You don't go to Mass to get. You go to Mass to give of yourself, and then you'll get plenty back. Well said, Father. We've been listening to Father Joe Labick, and this has been Tim Perry for Faith with Father and Living Bread Radio, reminding you you're only one good confession away from being able to go to communion. Until next time. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.